Okay, so we're recording now. Why? Well, because this is going to be our podcast, because we're uh, in the truck, picking up Kurt from Gym 3 at Alvin High School, and I don't see him anywhere, even with his big old trombone. Oh, there he's sitting on the curb. Um, and this is Gym 3 that you went to years ago. I think it might. I think it pull his pants up. This is where Gym 3 was, but it doesn't look like Gym 3 anymore because... This is Gym 3, right? No, I think Jim Free's over there. Scott. Jim Free's over there, but we call it Jim Free. Oh, it's not really Jim Three. Yeah, Jim Free's a little one over there, right? So I think the only thing that really exists here is probably parts of Jim Three and the library. The library was like here, like built it when I was with the school. auditorium still here. And the auditorium and then the old one. Yeah, okay, so quickly Curtis, a couple of recaps. Um, mom and Ricky are doing project generation adventure arm. So I hit like ten mile an hour and the doors lock and it chewed up Scott's arm with a lock pulling it down. Um, we're going to the farm because Ricky and Mom are at project graduation meeting. So you're gonna feed the animals real quick? While Scott and I finish recording our podcast, and it's not done before we get there. Yeah, we're doing a podcast right now. Are we doing a podcast right now? I don't know. What are we talking about? Yes, we are doing a podcast. You what? He said hi podcast. Hi podcast people. New Zealand, Australia. I'm so tired. Oh, the U.S. Um, what we were going to talk about today was evacuation of being, getting out of a car. Um, things that you need to practice, things that you need to do. We've... We talked about this some on the uh, fire suppression system. We talked about how some of the teams actually will put vinyl or contact paper across your lenses um, so that you can practice getting out. Um, it is extremely wise, but we want to go into a couple theories and ideas and talk about some of the things that we do, um, some of the things that we talk about that we don't do, and kind of explore it from there. But I'll start with one of the things that we do I normally consider you don't need your boots. You can get shit on your shoes. It's okay. Uh, these are new shoes. New shoes. Shit on the new shoes. Go there barefoot. There's nothing the like gate, shit between your toes. The gate is locked, so we can we'll pull in and see. You can't run in your boots either. You can run in your tennis shoes. Barefoot. Barefoot. I shit between your toes. Goat shit between your toes. You've got a wagon. It's easy. So part of the thing that we we're talking about was the I'll start with the window nets first so window nets there's a lot there's a ton of variations the most common one right now is the spring-loaded spring-loaded one is great it has a ton of advantages one of the things that I don't see a lot of people do that they should is basically drilling a hole through the window net itself and the rod and using a piece of safety wire through it what this allows you to do is then grab the net and open the window. If the net is just sitting on a rod and you grab the net and you pull it, you can't open the window. This is mainly not, well, this yeah, is more not for you. Idea. This is more for paramedics. Can't figure it out. They can't figure it out that aren't racers, they don't have a clue how to get in your car. They just see a net and pull it to try and get it out of the way. If they pull it rearward, it's gonna come out. Um, and then once we do the safety wire on it, we also cover it with that's why he rode his bike, because he's getting his truck. Because um, they also, we also cover ours with electrical 
tape afterwards so you don't see the safety wire, but it also protects it. Um, go ahead and unlock the gate, Kurt, and then we'll lock it when you come back out with your boots. Or not lock it, but dummy lock it. So that's um, what you safety wire for. That's what I safety wire for. So you didn't know that? No. Yeah, so basically, I, once the window net is in place, then I take a uh, real small, I don't know, it's like 330 seconds, a drill bit. A little bit of drill bit. I'm right through as I say I'm squirrel in the yard. Where's the gun when you need it? Killed one earlier today. Got shot. Sorry, squirrel. Um, but you drill it through a safety wire, you basically push it through the hole twice, and then we tie it off at the top, use a little electrical tape so that nobody gets their fingers cut on it. Um, this does allow us to use to utilize, I shouldn't say use, to utilize um, hands just grabbing the net and opening the window, which is the critical part. Um, you can still use the tabs, the red tabs at the front, and I'll post some pictures on my Facebook um, tonight or tomorrow of the window net system and how this works. Actually, it'll probably be a couple days, um, but I'll post some of that of how it works. It's very, very simple, guys, and like when you see it, you'll, most people are like, why did I think of that? I did not come up with this. I saw, first person I think saw use it was Jim at MSR. If it wasn't Jim, it was at one of the Lemons races I saw somebody do it. And I think originally it was a zip tie yes. around the tab, um, which is actually how your Miata was this year when you crashed. Yeah, but you as told well. me no. I don't like zip ties. But I was um, doing the same thing, but for a different reason. No, shitty boots go in the back, not in the cab of the I truck. Another thing when you safety wire the net to the bar, stops your, when you're trying yeah. to install your net, it stops it from riding up, riding up. Yeah, from, from moving. It holds it in position. Which is why I did it. Yeah, which is why you do it. And then it also keeps your position split, is what I call it. Yes. So in many of our cars, uh, the other thing of actually viewing your rear view mirror, your side view mirror, is where that net gets positioned. And I can guarantee you, if you've ever been in a road race with a net that is not secured, that you've had to reach over and move the net so you can see your rear view mirror, or side view mirror. So this allows you to position it to where it's always in the correct position. And the first time you do it, you will hate life, you will cuss a lot, um, but once you get to figure out how to drill the holes and safety wire it, it will make a difference. So that's number one. And the reason I state that is, in a fire, fire also has smoke. So with the smoke, you can't see anything, so you're trying to get out of the vehicle, but you can't see a damn thing. So being able to just grab the net and pull it and know that it will open is very simple. Then you look at your belts. Belts are the next thing that are keeping you confined in the vehicle is your belts. Now those, most, and I can't say all because I don't know about all, but most modern cam lock belts will open whether you go left or right, they will unlock. The one that most people don't know is that if an EMT or a paramedic pulls directly up on it, like pulling it away, it will actually release as well. Did you know that one? Three directions? Yeah, you just basically they pull up on the tab. Oh. Um, it will actually release all of them. Oh. And another, if you have a, you have latch and link because you just do. Oh. If you just do. Dirt track, guys. Well, if you do, I think uh, it's important that you have on there. A good thing to do is they usually have a little tab put a little grow tab put, put, put a, put a, put a, a hole on the end of the latch link and you can put you can put zip ties in there or something and it's a and it makes a good handle to grab and yank on so in case like someone you know 
you really want to make sure that you find it and able See, to I, get out. I'm thinking zip ties, and I put my finger through the zip tie. So that well, you reason, can put a you can put a couple of zip to the big enough for a zip tie to fit through the hole, right? Or big enough to zip tie something to it. So you can, if you have a latch and link, which I, which I don't, don't ever, don't. And do I it. don't recommend or condone latch don't, links. Don't do it, but if you do. Cam lock is so cheap now, it's like no reason to latch link. Um, side note on zip ties, because zip tie ADD is horrible. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin Hasty, I think was his last name, Hasty. Um, Yukon, Oklahoma, many moons ago, um, had a zip tie, like quarter inch, so a wide zip tie, and had it in like an inch and a half loop, and was spinning it around his index finger oh. and I was like you need to take that shit off I wasn't even racing cars at this point I was like you need to take that off the shit gonna get tightened around your finger you won't be able to get it off I go up to the front you know check approval whatever the hell it was and uh, where's Kevin we're trying to get a sofa carried out he's not there we end up carrying a sofa out can I get Paige and him can't find him looking all over the store it's like a 60,000 foot square foot store it's an old Walmart and uh end up going upstairs where the fixture room was in the back and he is on the floor, kneeled down. I won't say crying, but there are tears down both both cheeks. And he's got old box blade, the slide in and out box blade. And he is cutting from knuckle to knuckle, trying to cut across and cut through the uh, zip tie because he had accidentally pulled it and it cinched around his finger. Oh. At this time, he's probably 16, 17 years old. He is in full on panic. Just know that you can also disengage a zip tie. You can't. You can. Yes. You can disengage Absolutely. a zip tie with a pick or uh -huh. a, little, or a screwdriver or a toothpick. So at this point in my life, but you can. I, at this point in my life, I didn't know you could do that. But you can. You can. Absolutely. So what did I do? I got the oh. razor blade and just cut his finger off. Oh, good. Not really. That's what he gets. What I went, I went and found the dikes. I was like, stop cutting, and it's like. On this side, there's like blood pooling everywhere. The other side of the finger, of the zip tie, there's no blood. I'm like, this is not good. So, fingers are already white, and I go get a pair of dykes. Oh, that's, yeah. Because you've got those everywhere, right? Yeah. So, I take a pair of dykes from the top where he'd been cutting, yeah. and I just cut it, and then the blood really started flowing. But, so, but just so you know, you can disengage a zip tie. Not, not when your car's on fire. And not when you're trying to extract yourself. It's not the time to tie to, not the time to, Put your to, finger to, in a zip to tie. try to, to try to, uh, uh, to to pick a lock on a zip tie. So but the, you can do it. You can disengage them if you can access the the, so the, the backside. The reason we hit window net first is because this is kind of this is Richard's process of getting out of the vehicle, and Richard's process is window net first, mm -hmm. then belts. Okay, the belts. Yep. What if you're upside down? What if you're upside down? Upside down can be really bad. Because um, upside down, 90% of the time you're going to have fuel come out as well. And if you're racing, the car's going to be hot. There is a chance and a likelihood, great likelihood, of fire at that point. So getting out of the car upside down needs to happen more promptly than if you're upright, in my mind. So upside down, as we've seen it on many YouTube videos, in the middle of the moment, after you've wrecked a car and you've flipped it over and you're upside down on your lid... You're going to break your full neck if you don't do it right. <laughs> if you don't do it right, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, exactly. And we've seen video after video after video, people forget to put their strong arm down, i.e. if you're a left-handed idiot like me, put your left arm down, and then you use your stupid hand, your right hand, to unlock your cam belts. Use your feet to try and lock around the dash, move them into position before you undo the belts 
because if you're me, you're that fat ass, you're supporting well over 200 pounds upside down. It's not not gonna be not gonna be easy. Not one arm. Go do a one arm push up. Go ahead, drop down now. Give me five. Um, I don't think any one of us could do a one arm push up. I can. Kurt, you can do a one arm push up. So I think also you should you should before you do that. I mean if. I think it'd probably be prudent to have a door open or what trip we should get. Yeah. Get, get, maybe you skip a step on that. You know, if the doors get open, because you need a place to go. Yeah, because you are going to fall and wad up into a you ball. Know, if you don't, if you can't get, yeah, you, you'd want to have the door open or, or prepare to aim out the window when you come out. Because you, you, if you miss, if you, I can just see you end up in a really bad position, not able to get out of it. Well, it's even worse um, when Zach was doing the class 10 buggy up at No Trees. Uh, they had rolled the buggy. He unhooked his belt. The driver, who was new to it, which is why he rolled the buggy, was new to it as well. He, he reaches over. He's so brand new. He just undid his belt. Yeah. As Zach had already done his. So this guy falls on top of Zach as Zach's trying to get out. <laughs> so there's chaos, especially in the type of driving we do, the events we do where there's two people in the car. Um, so back to the processes. For, for me, on level ground, is window net, belts... And then steering wheel. Now, a lot of us that do lemons do not have a removable hub on the car for one reason or another. Um, we'll say that it's cost, but it really didn't cost that much. Superior steering wheels retail at $129, $139. Um, you can get hubs from Long Acre for $49 in Weldemont. You're talking less than $200, and you're gaining probably a six to seven inch radius of clearance getting in and out of your vehicle. Um, we have left the Long Acre style, and we're using a new company, um, Woodward Steering Fabrication. Um, the Woodward stuff has a bright yellow ring around the entire entire ring. Um, they are not NRG, and I'll let all you millennials use NRG acronym and figure out what it means. Um, but it comes from the ghetto. They don't work that well. Um, I do not like the NRG wheels. The newer ones are better. Well, the wheels are horrible. But the newer hubs are better. The original hubs would lock into position and were difficult to operate. Any steering wheel hub that you put in, like your belts, like your window net, needs to be engineered so that you can do it with one hand. Because what happens if one arm is broken? Or shit, if both arms are broken? Yeah, energy can't Right? Energy, you can't do it. I'll tell you also, I, I like... No, you don't, but I... You're, I, you're an energy fan. No. No. But I do like the long acre. And the reason why... You know why? The safety ring. So, the NRG has something. I don't even know if it's patented, but I don't know why other people don't have it. But the NRG, we actually took our Woodward Fab and made a ring on our Woodward, just like your, your long hair does. Where you, you have a chance. Like, I, I have seen, personally, people... We've worked on people, cars people, that this has happened. I've had people become... It, it, you think it's like... You're expecting, like, the, the clown show music playing, or the... Yeah, there's something going on, and then the guy's... The guy's steering wheel comes off, and I've seen it happen to somebody. Dude, and, it's happened in NASCAR. And, and it was it was serious. The back injury on them because they drove over a curb in Mexico. Uh, yeah. It, and and that, lucky that's all it was. You know, it didn't hit something head on. But it's uh, it's the thing about the the long acre or the long acre uh, style style line. is it is it's is if you if you engage it. And there's two two points of engagement. You have a first point of engagement where you can grab it, shake it, and it's like, oh, this steering wheel's not locked, and you know that you need to go and. But it but it still bites. But it still bites enough to, to tell you that you need to fix it. <laughs> right. 
Whereas most of them are just one layer. I mean, a one one recess area cut. If you miss it, it comes off. If you miss it and then you pull it back, it's coming off the car. And at that point, there is no fixing it. The, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, I want to say it was Kevin, um, had a C5. Um, they was racing at Texas World Speedway. Um, this is a great story. Sorry to throw your name out there, Kevin, but it's it's very real. And sharing these lessons is what helps other people not do the same thing. Um, he was doing a Porsche school, so he would have been like red group, blue group, red group. Long story short, he was at the point where he was driving individually, no more instructor in the car. Um, he is out on course. Um, he is coming around Texas World Speedway. Um, he claims he was at 145, 150 in the vet. He's on the front stretch, and it's the first lap, and he remembers, oh yeah, the instructor said check the steering wheel. Don't check it. And he immediately grabbed the steering wheel and poured it, pulled it towards himself, and as he states, the horror of what he had just done became a reality, and the steering wheel was in his lap. He immediately threw it <laughs> to the passenger side floor. Um, I would say that I would have rather tried to put it back on but that's hindsight's 2020. He threw it on the floor in sheer panic, grabbed the steering shaft, and tried to steer the car. Immediately realized that was not happening. Clutch in, brake in, starts applying clutch and downshifting, shaves off some speed, but every time he touches the brakes, it pulls hard left. Um, when you're on the banking of, of the straightaway at, M, at uh, Texas World Speedway, you're not gonna go anywhere but down. Uh, he got to slow down to, he says, about 60 mile an hour, and he literally hit the last six feet of the wall, of the wall and the car was a write-off. Car was absolutely destroyed. Hey, try to keep all the shit off your boots. Well, you know, I saw the place. We well, saw the same thing. Can I throw Camming under the bus? Or not a lot? No, 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 no. Camming didn't do it. Camming didn't do it. Flog uh, it. Flog it. Team flog it. Flog it had same a bad thing. day in transit. And they're so the ones. They're, the, one, they're, Mexico, they're the ones that, uh, that 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 brought that opened my eyes to to this is they were in transit and steering wheel came off and ended up with back injuries, destroyed the K-member on the car. Yeah, that was a big hit up. So the curbs in Mexico are at least 10 to 12 inches tall. Way, <laughs> and he was up on way it. larger than what we have here. And it went over and I guarantee you they did more than just cross member. I mean, that had to be pan, crank. They they really did a number on but, that. But, uh, you know, injuries and it's just, it opened my eye and I'm like, you know, I, that's why I kind of went, I went Long Acre because of that. Yep. And Long Acre is nice. Um, a lot of people use Long Acre. Um, I just like the Woodward Fab stuff. And uh, Lance and I have said that we were going to take the time to make a phone call uh, to Long Acre to actually advise about doing a, uh, making a second ring on it like what the Long Acre does because it makes such a difference. Um, we, it was brought up to us the other day by a customer that the Woodward steering is what all the NASCAR guys run. So it is a little pricier. The machinery finish of this is absolutely amazing. It is, um, it's pretty stuff. And you know, there's always, it's part of, as part of your protocol, you get in the car, you pull the steering wheel. Yeah. Did it come off? Oh, no, nope. go. Did Good. it come off? <laughs> Put it back on. Yeah, don't, don't do it while you're moving, but ever. Don't, don't do it while you're moving. Don't it's, test it. It's a bad thing. So, so the steering wheel removal is another way, one of those ways of getting out. Yes, keep the steering wheel off. Um, so I, I suggest if you're racing a car and you can afford to race a car, then you need to find a way to be able to afford a steering wheel and a removable hub. Now, I will add 
that the, most of the hubs, unless you're doing like a Miata or a Camaro, have to be welded on. So at that point, you're going to find somebody that's skilled enough to weld it on. This is not something you want mud dauberness welding to. No bubblegum welds. No. Uh, needs to be straight. Needs to be straight. Getting it lined up does take a little bit of time. Um, we charge two hours um, to line one of those up and weld it, finish it out. Just to give me an idea of the time that it should take you to do that. It should not just be a put it on there and weld it. You will not be happy. The wheel will not be level. Um, as you turn, it will wobble in your hands. Um, it will be uh, awkward, to say the least. And then you have to pay me to cut it off, fix the shaft, and then weld it correctly. He I said, said shaft. shaft. <laughs> um, okay. It is a small shaft, though. So, now, so, what about practicing? So, practicing is critical, and practicing gets into one of the other things I like to talk about. Um, so, the only way, so initially you're going to practice eyes open, right? Helmet on, suit on, boots on, practice eyes open getting out of the car. Not a big deal. We all get in and out of the car. What I think you need to practice, you need to practice getting out the damn window. And what I think you will learn is that if you practice getting out the driver's side window, you will find out that it is extremely painful unless you are some skinny little bitch. In short, um... What I have found is a tall, lengthy, fat ass. For me, going out the passenger side window is always an easier option if the doors don't open. I don't have to bend myself so directly. I can kind of launch straight across and roll out on my head. Great idea. Now, if you've got a carbon fiber helmet, I don't suggest doing that in practice because you'll scratch your carbon fiber helmet. Get your old one, put it on to practice, and get out and roll out that side door. So, if you're in a hurry, if you're in a hurry, I think it's faster passenger side. I think it's a great idea. But so, I, unfortunately, I have a passenger usually with me. Right. But you just hold them in the car and go. Leave them behind. Yeah, just climb over. Get yourself out first. They, they kind of cushion your right. knees and everything. Cushion your knees. Um, some of the TA2 cars, um, a lot of the production cars in SCCA actually have an aluminum panel all the way across from where the normally your passenger seat would be. Um, Scott does bring up a point of us being usually dual occupant cars. That does change things, but if you're not in a fire situation, getting out the passenger side could still be faster if they get out faster than you. It just depends on the situation. And if you get out, then go, you go then, back. Make sure your make sure your 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 other occupant gets yeah, out. Yeah. Then you turn around. And you help your occupant. You can't help your occupant and if you haven't helped yourself. It's, it's also at that point that you address the fire system. It's also that point that you address your master switch if you have not already. Um, so for me and most of the cars we build, they're manuals. We set up the master switch is right beside the window net, and then the fire system is right beside the shifter. So at the point you would go to neutral, then you would actually be able to pull the fire system or push the button, and then your master switch, if it's still a technically a switch, it's usually on A pillar. Our electrical systems we put down by the fire system on the center console. And I think at that point also, by the time you, if you have to guess, if you, if you wonder, do I need to set up the fire system? Set up the fire system. Yeah. If you, if you, it's worth it's worth $400 to make sure you don't get burned. And it's not that bad. No. Have you ever seen a fire one of these things? Watch one of these videos of it going off. It's not like fireworks it, yeah. at all. It's not fireworks. It's the, the chance. And now, with them all being the AFF foam, dude, you just take a water hose and rinse the shit out. You've got some electronics you need to protect. But most of it's so simple, it's just ridiculous. And there's not that much in them anyway. No, it's but four liters. See, but it's, I mean, it's totally just if you 
if you think, just just pull the damn thing. If you're in that bad of a situation, pull the damn thing. It's not going to hurt anything. You're going to be wet, and most of us are so fucking hot when we're racing. It's a little cool liquid. It might, it might cool you off some. You never know. I might, might do that. Um, and I've seen them spray, and it's not that exciting. No, it's like a two-year-old pissing on it's, fire. It's not even that. It's like, it's like, it's like spraying the cats with a spray bottle. It's about all you get. It's about all it does. It's surprising what they cost for what they actually do. Um, but my story about where I realized that going to the passenger side was easier. Great, great hit. Hopeful hit. I like that. Okay, that's good. Um, I was at a spec pinata race. So the spec miata, for those of you that aren't from Houston region, um, we call it spec pinata. They, uh, we had a winter challenge series. We had probably nine, ten miatas out there. It's a three race series, nothing crazy, just like a Thursday night come out and race. On our front stretch, if you hop online at msrhouston.com, you can look at the track map. But they're coming through the carousel into turn one at the start line. And they are freaking three wide. Well, the car on the inside catches the curb. Of course, that launches him into the second car, which pushes that car to the third car. Somehow, the car in the middle gets turned backwards. And they all three get slammed in the wall together in a line. So you've got two men that were trapped in their vehicles. The one against the wall, and then the one that was in the middle. And neither one of the, none of the cars would move. All the suspension was destroyed. They skated a long ways down the wall. Um, but the one guy got out, got out between the jersey barrier and the roof as he was against the jersey barrier wall and kind of did the rollout like I was talking on the passenger side. But the guy that was in the middle could not get out because of where the, basically the hard top of the car next to him was. He couldn't get out of the car and he was pinned. If that car had been on fire, he would have been in a world of hurt. And this is the point where I would say, you as a competitor need to be wise, not just that if you are in that situation, but if you are competing. Um, there's numerous, numerous stories and numerous, numerous F1 and Indy drivers that have been seen getting out of their car to help a competitor. That is monumental sportsmanship. I would say the next thing to keep in mind is if you're in a situation where you see somebody and you know that they're in a pinned situation and there are no humans in the way, I'm telling you, I'm going to use my car to push that car to get it so they have the ability to get out. It was very clear the situation. There was no way humans were moving those cars without a machine. Um, eventually, the safety truck hooked up to the outside car and yanked it off to enable this guy to get out, which had already kind of started to have his own little panic attack. Uh, being stranded in the car, not knowing exactly what was going on outside the car. And there was plenty of smoke and plenty of noise and plenty of people yelling, are they okay, and hustling over. And that adds to the anxiety um, of the situation and being trapped in a car for damn sure. That makes sense? Yes. Sound okay? It sounds okay. It sounds terrible, actually. Yeah, I think, and there you go, like, sometimes... I mean, it's a charity event. It wasn't even a real race. There was no trophy, yet we still race. We still get red mist. We still want to be the fast guy. It's just crazy to me. And if you see someone wadded up, and you're not on a track, and you're out. Oh, shit. Like, you got to stop. Sometimes sometimes you just need to evaluate. If, if, you, if you don't see the green card, I'm talking rally. Yeah, so you're the in a rally, and, and you don't see the green, and you don't see a green card... 
then or, and you don't see people out giving the okay, then it's, it's screw your time. Yep, screw the event. You owe it, you owe it to other humanity to help people out. Um, so for those of you who don't know, when we race uh, La Carrera, Chihuahua, even San Pedro Matir, they provide you a sign. One side is red and says SOS, which means get help, which is usually the doctor car that's coming every fifth car. Or you've got the green okay sign. Um, none of us, well, some of us are not paramedics. Some of us are not doctors. There are some out there that are. But just the effort of getting somebody out of the car, getting them out of harm's way from vehicles that become, could be coming on track or on road, uh, which is what Scott and I deal with in Mexico, is huge and monumental. Sometimes it may, be, may, may mean putting your car in harm's way, backing up, getting the hazards on, getting your flags out to slow everybody down, but preserve humanity first. Screw a race, screw a trophy, screw... Because you're not going to win any money. You might, quote-unquote, lose a sponsor, but I bet you pick up 10 because you did the right thing. That's my thoughts. Well, I'm just... It's just... That's just... That's the thing. It's like, yeah, I've never... I never had to stop for someone, but I know know I would. I've never... Every time I've I've ever gone by anybody, they've always had a green sign out. I've seen people... I've seen people upside down. I've seen cars just totally destroyed. But you see the guy out, and if he tells you, and they get it okay, you go. Here's another thing to think about. And this is, I guess, really only applies to you rally and you Mexico racers. But this is something I learned from Ralph. Um, and I learned it because he had went down the mountain too fast, got his brakes hot, and crashed. Yes, yeah. Okay? That the, sorry, Ralph. That's the what Falcon, happened. The Falcon, yeah, the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Okay? But here's the thing. Ralph is running up the road. I'm coming down on my lowly 1.6 Miata because I think that's the only one I've ever made it up to the top of day two with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it barely made it. But we made it. We're coming down and I'm hauling ass because I've got no motor. Um, so I'm coasting downhill and not hitting the brakes. You got gravity. But I got gravity, and it worked very well. Um, very consistent, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I come around the corner, and here is Ralph waving and jumping up and down at me. And I'm like, holy shit, I spotted him like a quarter mile away. Well, the reason I spotted him was his driving suit was red. And I looked down, and what's my driving suit? Red. I looked at a couple other people that were there. They're dark dark suits blacks blues browns well guess what that stuff's not highly visible i'm not saying get a white suit because you'll violate that thing make it black immediately yeah or turn it brown or turn it brown yeah so i i suggest that red is not a bad color for rally drivers to wear um i immediately went out and bought a red pair of gloves um they clash with my suit something horrible my suit's uh black yellow and white and i wear red gloves my point is, is the red gloves give me something to wave at people that are going to be bright enough to garner attention to cause them to slow down. Go ahead. I was just thinking about something. What did you think about? What about what about knives? The cutouts? We have those. I think it's bullshit. I don't think... So, I know in the off-road world, they say that the sand gets into cam locks and can get in latch links. And seize, seize them up to where they won't undo. Oh, and I know, like at least in the latch links for sure. The latch links will seize up. They'll seize up. They, all they have, they're 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 held in together with the ball bearing. Okay. The ball bearing gets. So that's where the knives come from. Is I think so. The latch links. I, I think when our systems, when our when our belts are not as advanced as they are now, they were an issue. But we could call hooker harnesses. We can call hook uh, ultra shield, um, and talk to them because they can let us in on that. But 
I think every one of them is going to tell us that their system opens. I've never I mean, talked to anyone that hasn't had a cam lock what open. If, what if they got, like, if you had a wreck, like, if you really, you hit hard, yep. it, could you damage the belt to the extent that it, that it jams the, the thing? I don't know. Uh, but I know they make you wear carry nice, and I'm kind of, yeah. I've always thought kind of bullshit, but, you know. Right. Well, you've actually got the slick ones. You've got the OMP plastic ones that are built for that. And then we use the 25-pound industrial Velcro. They work. Well, they Home Depot. Work. Or they've had them on for five side. years. Probably time to replace them. Yeah. Well, actually, you can unbolt them and put in a razor blade in it. What? Yeah. It's just a regular razor blade in it. I didn't know that. Um, I bought the Milwaukee uh, regular utility knife because on the back side of it, it's got an ex exposed section for the razor blade where you can just drag it across. Um, I'm going to be afraid with that. You'd probably, great. Now you got an open jugular, right. too. Yeah. But here's the other thing with that one to think about, too, is if you can get the tool that will actually break your windshield out because you're maybe your only exit you may not only have the sides you may have to go out the front windshield we have seen cars upside down where people had to go out the front windshield Guess your foot well you usually use your foot but if you can't get your foot up or you got a broken back you're not gonna go kick that fucker out so you use a hammer you're still gonna push it out because of the laminate between the two um, it's gonna take you and a navigator to get it out of the way but you need to be considering things like that um, we are racing. Shit does happen. Be ready. Um, as ready as you can. Go grab a beer. Go sit in your race car and kind of look around and think about it. Once you finish the beer. Practice. Close your eyes. Five seconds. Count to ten. Ten? Five. Yeah, count to ten so you forget where everything's at. Have your hands in your lap. Count to ten. And then practice getting out of that vehicle as quick as you can. With that, I'll let you go. Give us your comments. Give us your feedback. Um, this is stuff we're trying to share with you guys to make life a little bit better so we can all go race again next weekend. The phone locks, so now I gotta go in and unlock it and save it. So 33 minutes. Yeah,